they are back. Out of the darkness cometh light. Welcome to the new look ENS Wolves podcast with Joe Edwards, Rosie Swarbrick, Steve Bull, and your host, Nathan Judah. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 142. That is episode 142. It is the ENS Wolves podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Judah, from Shea Judah this afternoon, alongside my two favourite Pomeranians, Baloo and Stitch. I'm sure you will hear from them within the broadcast. I cherish them dearly. Another lovable rogue that I cherish dearly. Twice as hairy, half as cuddly. From Express and Star Towers, come in, Mr. Joe Edwards. Hello, that quite Hello, the introduction. Here he is. Yeah, here he is. The wonders of modern technology. Um, one of us had to go into work today. One of us has had a day off. But we bring you the Wolves podcast in its entirety, which will probably be about an hour, an hour and ten, because we don't want we don't want don't want the, the peeps not to get their fill, do we? Exactly. You, you know us, hardworking, passionate. Uh, Oh, I can't really think of anything else, but there, there you just go. Just hardworking and passionate. Hardworking yes. and passionate. We'll, we'll take that. Uh, how was your journey back last night from um, from Manchester? I mean, I decided to stay over last night because I didn't really fancy the journey back, but was it was it not as bad as, as first advertised? Yeah, it weren't quite as hellacious as, as I thought, to be honest. Uh, I had a friend, friend of the podcast, a former podcast uh, star, Tim Spears, in the car with me. Um, on the star but yeah, carry on. Well, yeah. Um, and yeah, t- took a bit of a detour off the motorway. I think sixteen to fourteen was shut to the M6. Shock horror. Um, but no, so what got, do you reckon? About half an hour added on, twenty minutes. Yeah, probably about that. Got back at about half one. It took about two hours in total. So right, okay. not like not mental, not mm. amazing, but not like terrible either. I mean, you had a you had a bad journey. I mean, my mine was mine was horrific. It was about seven minutes to my hotel from Old Trafford. It was it was advertised as five, and uh, there were a couple of red lights. And and seven minutes later, I'm still in a flipping black cab. What's going on? That terrible. And, and I mean, that, that that hotel you stayed at as well. Bed what, sit. It's so, a bed sit. It's not a hotel. What, it's a bed what, sit. What an absolute hellhole. Um, the Lowry or some Lowry or something like that. I mean, I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I'm happy with a I'm happy with a, a view of the river and stuff like that. But when I wake up in the morning, but I, I forgot my earplugs. Um, you know, I like a bit of white noise at night time as well. I, I forgot my I forgot my app. Forgot my white noise app. It's, that's kind of been deleted now. So um, a, a what? A white noise app. I like a bit of white noise when I sleep. I can't have it silent. But unfortunately, it's forty five pounds a year, and that, that I deleted that about a week ago, and I couldn't I couldn't bring myself to pay forty five pounds for some white noise. So I turned up the air conditioner in the room. Um, however, I did see a couple coming into the slightly slightly worse for wear when I was checking back into my hotel. Um, let's say um, in, in the room next to me, and uh, yeah, there was about there was a good. There's a good two or three minutes of noise, let's say, uh, when I was trying to get to sleep. Uh, but, um, but you know, I'm here. I, I was well rested. I got a good six or seven hours out of my breakfast. Drove back leisurely this morning. And uh, and we're here to bring you the, the wonders of Wolf Potty. Yeah, but was but that class is white noise, what what you heard? Or... I, guess it, I, guess, I guess it would do, but I need more than three minutes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I need at least four. <laughs> uh, so, so a little bit of a rundown of what we got on for you today. Um, 
we're going to give you. I was thinking about this. Just give you a little bit of an insight into into what happens during a game and after the game. Three of us now, three reporters, myself. Well, two reporters and, and me, um, and me, mm. me, Joe and, and Rosie. So some people don't quite realise what go, goes on at full time, where we're doing, what we're doing. So I'll just run, run through basically what happens. And Joe, you might be able to help me in with that just mm. to give the peeps an idea of, uh, of what's going on once the uh, referee blows his, his final whistle. We'll go to hot or not. Um, discussing the last night's game, but not too much because we've done that to death last night. Obviously, the videos are available. Bully will be uh, Bully is here. Uh, I spoke to him yesterday. Don't miss that because he's got some very strong r- words about Mr. Patrick Catroni's exit. Um, already on the uh, on the goal chart for Fiorentina, of course. We'll have questions. So many questions. None of them about transfers at all. Not even 1%. Okay, it's about 98% are on January transfers, but um, we'll, we'll hopefully discuss all of them. Uh, Europa tickets as well will be on the on the topic. Uh, we'll talk to Ben Stanfield from the Total Saints podcast. And of course, we'll preview the game at Southampton on Saturday. So, so Joe, um, Manchester United... Uh, one Wolves nil. The full time whistle goes. Well, let's say what happens before the game. Let's say one hour before the game. Let's let's take us through a match day within within you know talk talk to the peeps about two or three minutes in our media duty. So so that our first real duty begins one hour before the game, doesn't it? Before kick off. Yeah, bit bit of bit of team news. Get that out there. It's uh, always one hour, isn't it? Always one. Always hour one hour. Sometimes your Europa League just tends to be a bit random. Can be like an hour and forty five before sometimes. Yeah. Um, but get that team news out there. Let you know who's playing. Mm-hmm. Um, do that in video form, a bit of Facebook live action. We do. Uh, we go up to uh, get, go outside, do a little Facebook live TV, um, two or three minutes, just to give the the, the peeps a little bit of visuals. Um, we then start getting ready in the press box. The yep. uh, myself, Rosie, and Joe all sit pretty close together. Um, Kick off goes. Role wise, uh, let's say let's say for last night, for instance, uh, Rosie's writing the match report, so she'll write it during the game. You're basically on a on a on a minute by minute commentary, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing the live tweeting. Rosie's kind of obviously tweeting as well, but kind of just the the things you may have missed. Um, You're doing a more 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 play by play, yeah, so to speak. Exactly. Um, I'm I'm doing. You're adding a bit of colour. Colour from the fans' point of view, um, controlling the live stream, which you can see on the site as well, um, pulling in a lot of the fans' tweets and giving a bit of a tale of the game from their um, their perspective. Full-time whistle goes. Well, I say full-time whistle goes. Five minutes before the end of the game, I shall pop out. Um, I will leave my the press box. I'll go with my camera and I'll go downstairs. And sometimes with the away fans, it could be miles away, come the opposite end of the uh, opposite end of the stadium, or it can be right close to, you know, pretty close to the media end, which is always a bonus. And I'll wait for the fans to come out, ready to get their views. When the, um, when the full-time whistle goes, Joe, you are you then go straight to. Uh, the press room yeah. and uh, await both managers and Rosie will publish her match report and then she will go into the mix zone and she will go and wait for the players to come by for, for player interviews and share that, that mix zone with a lot of the nationals and the locals great great that you, you guys get to see a, a full game sometimes I get to see like I say 85 <laughs> minutes so when you look at those that, that, that amazing game two years ago in Cardiff which I think everybody We'll speak of for many years to come. Um, I enjoyed. I enjoyed standing outside, um, damp, wet, listening to cheers, not knowing exactly what. Was, well, what the hell was going on? Because um, you know, I was just 
basically looking at tweets because uh, I have missed quite a few goals in my time. But that is that's what happens. You know, we've got to wait for the peeps to come out. I'll then interview the fans. You'll be in the press room. Rosie will be in the mix zone. Once I've got three or four good interviews, and sometimes that can take a while, by the way, mm. I'll run back upstairs. I'll go into the press room as well. Me and Joe will Joe will be interviewing Nuno. He'll be interviewing you know the 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 away manager or the home manager as well. Um, we'll be tweeting kind of the main points of what they've raised. You'll then go into the. The, the media room, so will I. I'll edit the fans. You'll write up a manager match report. Rosie will still be in the mix zone getting players. Once that's all done, we'll then go out. We'll record a video, an analysis video for about 10 or 15 minutes. We'll come back. You'll start keep on writing it up. Um, the manager stuff, I'll edit the match video. And then jobs are good and really. Yeah, and, and player ratings on top as well. Uh, player ratings on top. Um, always ready to the... go for 6 o'clock the next morning. Next, next so morning. It's, it's a busy... It, it, I mean... Once the full-time whistle goes, it, it, that's pretty much when our work properly starts, isn't it? Because those, those two hours after the game is pretty frantic to get everything out. And, you know, we know that you guys have got things to do to be getting on with on your night. So um, time is of the essence. Exactly. And we, maybe not always the first ones in, but we're always usually the last ones out <laughs> last ones to leave like last night at Manchester United but you know the, these things these things happen and generally want to make sure that we, we leave uh, no stone unturned and hopefully you enjoy the coverage as it stands plenty more happy times to come right um, Manchester United won Wolves nil uh, hot or not last night uh, Joe obviously a disappointing exit in the FA Cup especially with, uh, with Wolves going so strong although you know, Nuno couldn't really go much weaker because of the squad as it is, which we'll come on to in a bit. Uh, three people who I thought impressed on the night, Joe, which you'd probably like to uh, to elaborate on. First of all, and, um, you know, he's probably played his last game of the season, you could say, uh, potentially. Uh, and that's that's Mr John Ruddy, who I thought was excellent on the night. Of course, you know, Matt has scored that one goal, but, you know, when you're one-on-one, -on -one, you can't be expected to save all of these chances, especially in the first half. I thought he pulled off a string of great saves. He did, and you mentioned it could be his last game of the season. I mean, it could be his, his last game for Wolves. Um, his contract's up at the end of the season. He's, he's, he's yet to sign a new deal. Um, so we'll see what happens there. But in terms of last night, yeah, I think he, I think he came out looking looking very good. And it, it's one of them with Ruddy because he, he had that game against um, Villa in the Carabao a couple of months back now, and he. Could have done better with both goals, and he came out quite openly and honestly after that, and and said, oh, "I wasn't at the level that I expect myself to be." And played against Besiktas in the in the um, in in the Europa in December, kept a clean sheet, kept a clean sheet against United at Molyneux a couple of weeks back. Wasn't quite able to do do it last night, but pulled off some tremendous saves and. Um, he's he's a good character to have around the place. He's a really good talker as well, and. Uh, he showed that while Patricio is the number one and will continue to be the number one, um, he's a very good goalkeeper. And you know, it, as we say, if he doesn't sign a new contract and does end up leaving at the end of the season, he he, he will be missed because he's a he's a very very safe pair of hands. Influential as well, of course, and we've discussed at length in the dressing room. Do you think that Wolves would be offering him a new contract as the number two? I know we spoke to Bully before, and he he wants a, a young, good, top-class keeper to come in and really push Rui. With John Ruddy being a number three, do you sense that it's it's probably John's 
decision of whether he wants to to stay as a number two slash three, knowing it's going to be back up, or does he want you know a shot at, at, at playing regular first team football again, albeit potentially in the championship? Yeah, I think it, I think the decision rests on rests on John's shoulders. I don't see any reason why Wolves wouldn't wouldn't offer him something, um, whether it's a two-year deal or a one-year deal or whatever but I'm sure they'd, they'd offer him something but uh, John Ruddy yeah, he, he's getting on but for a keeper he's he's still got a fair few years left in him I think I, I don't think he's just like he's got two years left he's probably got the best part of five years left you'd say um, so would you it's have just him as number two. Would you have him, Would you be quite happy with him as a number two next year? Carry yeah, on, I think, was, yeah, I think, think so. I, I think so. I think I, I can see. I can see what 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 Billy means and having a, a younger keeper to, uh, to 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 push Rui as much as possible. But um, Patricio, at the end of the day, is a Euro twenty sixteen winner who has improved a fair bit in his time at Wolves as well. I think. I think he's been a lot better this season than he was last. Um, so. He's going to be the number one, I think, regardless for for at least a couple more years. And and if Rudy is happy to be that number two, that understudy, then I don't see really see a, ma- a massive problem. To be honest, I think there's there's, there's other areas that uh, that need addressing uh, sooner than that. Okay. Um, second of all, uh, Pedro Neto. Look, we've said that he's 19 years old, he's going to come in and out, he's going to have good games, bad games. Saturday wasn't the best game against Newcastle, but then I thought he was he was very good last night. You know, Swapped swapped sides with the Damatrio array, and I thought he had a lot of success, actually, especially in the first half, but he's definitely got something, hasn't he? He's definitely got something. I mean, he's got a very bright future, but he can offer a fair bit at the moment as well, and uh, had a good battle with uh, Brandon Williams on down that right side. Um, got the better of him a few times but Williams kind of tightened up more so in the in the second half probably ended at about 50-50 but it was a good winger full back battle bit of, bit of needle there as well actually there was there a little co- bit of needle I, you know, I don't mind that from the youngster as well you know I think yeah. you want them to, 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 to stand up and, and, and look after themselves so I don't mind that yeah, so, but I mean it was to, to be honest I think it was a one-sided battle because Neto versus Williams and VAR there's only going to be one winner there isn't there exactly I mean <laughs> two this ki- blessed two Goodness me! It's just frustrating it because you know you, last season he will have scored. He, he scored three goals and everyone is absolutely raving about him and everyone's going nuts about him. And then he looks at he's only got one goal. Um, and uh, yeah, just frustrating it. Like I say, sometimes this wasn't VAR. This is this is the new handball law that's come in that I think needs looking at again. And uh, yeah, I mean it's just. We could go on and on, but no one wants to listen to us rattle on about VAR or handball. And to be honest, I don't really want to. We haven't, we haven't got enough time to do it. <laughs> it's let's exhausting, mate, yeah. Yeah, let's move on. Uh, Jao Matinho, I, th- I thought, again, another decent game. Just keeps on playing, keeps on playing every minute. Every time we talk, we say that he's probably going to have to have a rest at some point, And he just keeps on. You know, he's probably the first time on that team sheet. It just shows how, how good, how, how well he's looked after himself and just how class this guy is. Yeah, and he, I mean, last night, I mean, I think you could probably say... He's not looking quite at hundred percent, but he still darts around the pitch like he's like he's twenty two. Never, never mind thirty three. He's he just he just ne- never ceases to amaze. He, he he's so tidy with the ball. Yeah, there there the, the, there wasn't any killer passes uh, from him last night, but so generally tidy in possession and always closing down the opposition midfielders. I, I mean, won the ball off the Matic a, a fair few times. Matic was giving a bit too much. Room to work in that game at Molyneux and kind of imposed his will, but the more 
more onto him at, at Old Trafford last night. You know, I thought I thought Martinez had a had a good game. wasn't wasn't exceptional. Didn't exactly you know grab the headlines or anything. But he he's, he's consistently uh, good, isn't he? Yeah, I, I feel like he's going to be key actually on Saturday, Moutinho. Uh Right, not Ra- Raúl. I mean, I think he looks jaded. I mean, look, he had that fantastic turn. Where's that? Three Man United players one way, Raul the other. And if he'd scored that, oh, I mean, but he, he almost didn't, just didn't. He snatched it a little bit and uh, kind of a weak, a weak shot towards Romero. Um, but apart from that moment of brilliance, it just, just he needs a bit of support. Now, whether that's support on the pitch with, with playing alongside another striker, and I think that will come up later on in this podcast, whether whether we need a formation change and whether 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 with personnel uh, and potential signings, we might have to go back to a two. But Catroni um, you know, being unveiled and scoring on his debut at Fiorentini, you kind of look, albeit in hindsight now, and thinking this would have been the perfect game to, to give him a break and, uh, and, and play someone like that. Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, you, you said it last night, didn't you? On Twitter, I think you said Jimenez looks goosed. Goosed. I don't know whether that's a, that's a that's a proper word, but he did look a bit goosed. I think second half he did. Yeah, definitely. And he needs a rest, doesn't he? But there's no one there to 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 come in for him. And Katrina, in a, in an ideal world, would 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 still be here and uh, offering that competition and. You know, we've spoke about it a fair, a fair few times. That it was a bold move getting getting rid of Patrick as soon as as soon as they did, um, but it's happened, and uh, we're still waiting for for that replacement to come in. I mean, there's these reports in Ecuador about Leonardo uh, Campagna, and it seems you know from what I'm hearing that 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 will be done. I think at some point, but he's a 19 year old kid. He scored in that. An handful of goals in the Ecuadorian league. It's not exactly one that really sets the pulse. Pulses racing. And Mendes uh, links as well. Yeah. You know, it's difficult sometimes, especially with these guys who are coming on. I mean, talks of less than a million quid. Whether these guys are just going in to go out, a lot of them, or whether they are first teamers or, or real first teamers, and such is the way. And, and, and Wolves deal these days that some of them come in and they're a star, and some of them are just coming in to get themselves out again. It's just another club, isn't it? And I can understand people's frustrations with that, uh, but that just goes. You know, it's almost like a you know, I scratch your back, you scratch you scratch mine, and, and that's kind of the way that you play it these days when you when you when you're dealing with super agents. Yeah, I think so. Um, obviously, there's there's been some fantastic deals done um, via, via Mendes. I mean, and, and, and Campania could be could turn out to be a star, but it, it does at first glance it does seem to be one of those where he just seems to be coming in and perhaps. Would he be loaned out again, or would he probably initially be for the for the twenty threes? Maybe um, the 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 one good thing about that deal is that despite him being Ecuadorian and not having played for Ecuador, he holds a Spanish passport, so he'll get a work permit no problem. Mm. Um, so he, if he is needed, and if he if he does turn out to be you know, a pretty decent player, then he can play some sort of part. But we'll we'll have to just wait and see with that one. He doesn't seem like the, you know, replacement for for Catrone that, that that the club wants. I mean, if they get this lad through, rest assured that they're going to be working on other things as well. Okay, um, and then we'll, we'll we'll couple these together from the knot to fin- to finish off the game. Uh, Doc and Johnny. Um, I mean, Doc Doc's a little bit off at the moment, and I think Johnny didn't have his best game again last night. When you th- when you think of them early season or when things were going well, the marauding forward uh, and probably the most intensive position to a, to a certain extent in that team when when they are 
uses wing backs and overlapping uh, the likes of Jota and Triore and getting those crosses in. And I think Johnny's come to the fore recently and he's really, really, you know, gone for it on his attacking returns as well. And you see him higher up the pitch and higher up the pitch. It's not quite happened recently. I think last, and, and the, you know, they've kind of been boxed in and that's, you know, not just, just because of them. Sometimes that's because, you know, Wolves, Wolves are giving away possession and, and they're having to defend a little bit more. But I think when, when Wolves are playing well, that's when both ring backs do, you know, look look the part and it's just not quite happening for for either of them is it no that they, they them two look a bit look a bit tired as well didn't they and it, it's it's not a huge huge worry but it's a, it's a slight concern especially with Ruben Vinagre struggling after the final whistle uh, at Old Trafford being having his hamstring uh, strapped it looked like um so I'm sure we'll find out a bit more about that one mm-hmm. uh tomorrow We've we've known now, but um, yeah, it's uh, again it's it's a similar situation to to Raul. Is that they're they're the guys really, and if 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 Vinagre is injured, I mean you you're asking a bit much of Oscar Burr to, to to come in on that on that right side. So they're the guys, they're the go-to guys, and they've kind of just got to grit the teeth and and get through it. Right, from one living legend in Joe Edwards to another, Mr. Steve Bull. MBE. Uh, we spoke to Bully, uh, his normal Dear Bully segment, and some really interesting and pretty forceful words here on the exit of Patrick Catroni. Here is Bully. Uh, Bully, we're, we're back, mate. Uh, it's great to see you. It's been far too long. Uh, did you have a good yep. Christmas, good New Year? Nice and quiet, mate. Uh, last year I went out on Christmas Day. Um, we had the last sitting at four o'clock, which mm. is a bad thing to do. So anybody out there who's listening to go out for food on Christmas Day, don't have the last sitting. Really? The first sitting. Uh, but everybody don't want the first sitting, do they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. home. Yeah. I'm always baking egg sandwiches, a few cups of teas. Yeah. Couple of, couple of, I don't know, whatever, a lot of books, fizzes, whatever. Yeah, nice. Get ready for three o'clock, then go out. Tea time, yeah. Yeah, of That's course. That's a long time because all the fresh food's gone out. Ah. Uh, so we had like burnt uh, Oh, potatoes, no. They've been down at the bottom the of the tray. Turkeys, like rock oh, so, no. Did you complain? Did you get your money so, back? Did you say who you were? Year, last year, we had a, uh, yeah, we had, they more or less paid for everything that we had, and I said it was uh, their fault and whatever. So it was there. Uh, I'm not telling the place where it was. No, 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 of course not, no. But uh, this year, we had a lot of... you, yeah? On. It wasn't Molyneux, <laughs> no, no. I was say Samuel Town, then I was You can say that, mate, it's fine. Uh, but no, we had a quiet one this year. We had it at home, cooked it ourselves, and so we absolutely enjoyed it. And, oh, lovely. And the new year, we had about 60, 70 people in a room at the, uh, I can't say, the Bradman Arms upstairs. Oh, nice, nice. So we had family and friends up there for 67 of us and, and bought in the new year nice and steady. I think my message has just come for my invitation just now. Oh, just uh, a next, yeah, next year. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Planning ahead, I like it. Uh, right, I want to talk to you about a few things. Uh, first yeah. first of all, uh, a person that we've talked about before and you were a big fan of him, Patrick Catroni, yeah. um, saying that you know he had a good chance, you know, you've seen a lot from him, you've seen from what you've seen of him. I know we didn't see him, see him loads on the pitch, but you liked what you saw. Then all of a sudden, boom, um, you know, we knew he was going to be a bit part this year, but yeah. he's gone. He's gone back. I mean, that must have yeah. been a shock to you. I can't, I can't understand it. To be fair, I think if they got a replacement ready, I'd say yes, send him all day long. But uh, until you've got a replacement, keep me because it could have been a vital asset if uh, something happened to Touchwood, if anything happens to Jimenez or you know, I mean, or, or Jota or, or, or Adam Troy or like, yeah. if there's something wrong with them, who are we going to replace him by? I know people are going to give Neto and Vinagre or whatever. But you're gonna have a good front man up there, you know, yeah. score goals. And yeah, I mean, I think he was going to be fed up. And I think we've touched on this a few weeks ago. You, there's only there's only so much a footballer can be fed up with mm-hmm. that's sitting on the bench. Mm-hmm. 
A footballer does not want to sit on the bench. I want to be out there week in, week out playing first team football. Yeah. And I thought to myself, he's obviously got fed up and wants to go. But you've, but you've obviously got, you know, you bring someone in like that. You know that, I mean, you kind of know that they're not going to start straight away. They must know they're not going to start straight away. You think, okay, well, you have a year to bed in and then next season you can really, you know, yeah. contend with Raul. You might change your formation. You might play two up a front. Yeah. Uh, we saw a little bit didn't quite work, but surprised that six months and, and experiment over that, that he's gone back. I am as well. I'm very, very, very surprised because I think he would have, he would have caused some damage. Like you say, 12 months down the mm -hmm. line. But, you know, I mean, it's, I, I think I'd be in the same position. I'd still stop, though, and want to stop and fight for my place. You know what I mean? Once I get in. But when he when he actually come into the side, he showed, a, show, showed some ability. But he didn't Crowd show took that, to he him. He didn't show that 100% ability. Ah, okay, okay, okay. You know what I mean? That sparked because I can rely on him. Mm -hmm. Trick him on straight away. He'll get me a goal. He used to have the chances, snatch at him and miss him. But he had chances. So, but I can't understand why they've let him go myself, to be fair. And, and I guess today, you know, you can't wait. Two seasons, three seasons, four seasons. It's now. People want it here and now, don't they? They want people yeah. to hit the ground running. That's just the nature of it. Okay, have one or two or three games to bed in, but then, okay, let's see what you're made of. Yeah, that's it. That's it, full stop. Uh, they buy you on the quality. They think you're coming to the club. And he obviously didn't bring the quality that uh, Jimenez has been doing. Mm. When he got somebody like Jimenez on front, it, it didn't even be even hard for me to get to the side. You know what I mean? And that's saying something to me scoring goals. But he is a talented forward. Mm. He's a very talented forward. But uh, as we spoke about earlier on, Nicky sees that the jadedness is starting to come in now. Two or three of them probably need to be pulled out the side for a couple of games, rest them, and then bring them back in nice and fresh. Uh, and like you say, you know they can't do that with with um, with Jimenez at the moment because yeah. there's no strikers. Like you've you've got to. I assume with signings now in January, they have to replace Cotroni. And if they yeah. do replace him with 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 another striker. Then it's got to be better than Catroni if they're going to let him go. Is that? Is it's got to. It's got to. You know, I think uh, whoever's in the side, i.e., example, Douglas went, and we thought great dead ball specialist. He can put the ball anywhere in the box, whatever. And then Johnny Otto comes in. We think, well, oh, Johnny's better than him. Mm -hmm. So they've mm -hmm. got to replace anybody who comes in there who's better than already gone. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's it's looking tough at the moment, isn't it? Because who's about? Yeah, two weeks left. About? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and uh, I think uh, everybody's shouting about the rooftops, can't wait for January winter, mm. can't wait for this, come mm. on, we'll get some players in. I've heard nothing yet. I've, yeah. heard, I've heard absolutely mm. not even yeah. not even a glimmer of somebody sure. coming in to say, yeah. oh, he might do all right. Yeah, he's, he's half and half, he might be all right. I've heard nothing at all. And and like you say, you know, new signings take take a while to bed in as well, so that they're going to have to take time to go. They're, they're going to hit the ground running straight away, are they? Yeah, they will. But, uh, you know, like we said before, I think last year and this year, you know what I mean? Lownies, mm. it'll end up being Lownies, you'll see. That's what it'll be. To the last gas minute, yeah. it'll go. Don't say that. We don't want to be in the office play. expressing star at 10 o'clock at night. Goodness me, waiting for, waiting for a deadline What's day new? to finish. What's I know. New? Yeah, this is true. This is true. Slave drivers. It Slave is. Drivers. It is. Yeah, it's a good thing we get paid you know, half a million a year. But it would be it would be nice to see at least one or two in for a permanent ones mm. so the crowd can go, you, mm. yes. We should be okay. Yeah, we could rest, uh, I don't know, Martinia. We can rest him and Edge and slot them to him. They'll do the job. But, yeah, you know, I mean, everybody's playing week in, sure. week out, week. And it takes its toll, not physically, mm -hmm. mentally. Because the, 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 the passion and how they go around the field is that quick now. It's absolutely unbelievable. They've got it mentally alert. And we start to, what can I say, start on our back foot, if mm -hmm. you know what I mean. While yeah. they go from the front, yeah. like we did at the start of the season, mm -hmm. We're sitting back a bit thinking, oh, we'll play a nice little 20-yard soft ball instead of pinging a 20-yard ball. You, you can see it yourself, I think. All the supporters can see it as well. So the quicker the fresh faces come in, the happier I'll be, and I think the happier the sports will be. And, the, and and you don't want to waste what is a great season. I mean, they're still, yeah. seventh, in, they're still seventh in the table. They're in the Europa mm. League knockout stages. 
Um, but look, Southampton, who were dead and buried a month and a half ago, uh, a, win, a win against Wolves on Saturday, uh, and they're going to be level on points with them. Level so points. the chasing pack is with them. So they do need reinforcements. You look at that bench on Saturday, yeah. uh, you know, with, with Oscar Bo Rasmussen's yeah. on there, and there's a few kids on there. You know, actually see all you think, goodness me, yeah. like there desperately needs to be numbers here. There's got to be. There's got to be. And as you say, it ain't just numbers, it's experience numbers. Mm-hmm. That's what we need. Because uh, you can have all these kids running all day long, which I think is absolutely brilliant, bringing them inside, absolutely superb. But you need stability. You need the old heads of the, of the team. Oh, we've talked about this over the years. Sure. You need the old heads in there. Say, hold on, kids, stop running. Mm-hmm. Sit back. Hold on, kids, you go that way, you go that way. Yeah. You need the old heads in. And I think, you know, I mean, I think it, if I'm talking like this, you're talking like this. How do you think they'll be talking? Yeah. Because he, he must be getting frustrated as well. Of course. Because he must want players in now to say, mm-hmm. listen, how far do you want to go? Where do you want to, where do you want to take them? Give me the players in. Absolutely. Uh, right, um, it's time for... it's time for. We've got three questions for Dear Bully this week. Okay. Dear Bully, Dear Bully. Well, three It's three funny questions. I mean, there's other okay. questions, but uh, these, these are the three questions, the, the dilemmas. I love it the when di- you just throw it on me. Yeah, you're yeah, you are. With the oh, mate, I've got them. Exactly, so you're going you're gonna to have to react to these. Are you ready? Okay. This is from Mark. Mark, Dear Bully, um, I hate a present I got for Christmas. It's a statue from a very good friend. Do I return it with no receipt and try and get a refund, or do I keep it? Okay, is this that you? Is that of me? Well, so, yeah, <laughs> if it is, then definitely return it. Me, but you won't yeah. get much back for it, to be fair. I can't say that. To be fair, um, uh, if you, if you, you must thought, have had some stinking presents over I've the years. Had some dodgy ones. Yeah, dodgy ones. But you put it, what I do. I'm, I'm crafty. I put them to the back burner. I put them in a shelf somewhere. Okay, and then send them back to the same person next Christmas. No, you. <laughs> And they go, I'm, I'm sure I bought this in last year. <laughs> I'm sure I tried to get rid of this last year. You can bring me back. So that's what I would do. Okay, I would okay. Go, I'll put it on the back burner and say, thanks very much and don't worry. And then anybody comes along the likes, it, say, well, yeah, just don't keep quiet. Okay, okay. Back. Love it, love it. Okay. Uh, John John H says, um, um, I'm going to the game on Saturday against Southampton. Uh, Mrs. said she wants to go to London. It's already costing me 200 quid to get down there. Could end up costing me 600 quid. Do I go? Why is it, why is it not costing 600 well, he says because the missus wants to go to London because so he wants to go shopping okay, in London. So, so if, if he, basically, if I go to Southampton, I want to go to London. Okay. So she's she's, she's playing him off, which is smart. Yeah. Um, do you say, okay, I'm not going to go to Southampton, we'll spend a day in, save the money, or do you let her go? It all depends. It all depends mm. what kind of person you are. Are you self-single-minded, mm. like yourself? Yeah, yeah, it's very true, <laughs> very true. Absolutely nailed on. You'd live at home. Yeah. Uh, but me, uh, if I was a wolf support like that, I think I'd get on the Wolves travel coach. Oh, nice. Next to me. Tatters. Tatters travels. Drop her off yeah. in London. Okay. <laughs> Just drop, her, drop all the all the missus off in London. Yeah. They will pick you up on the way back at okay. 10 o'clock tonight. And that's it. And give them like 150 quid to spend. 150 quid, mate. That won't get yeah. him a coffee in London, a coffee yeah. and a croissant. That's, that's nothing, it, that. That's You're not going to get much in Louis Vuitton. You won't even get a keyring for that. Oh, I know. But no, that's, I don't know. I think I think if, if I love my football... Well, she should be... No, hold on to me. Let me, let me get me think. I'll let me think and I'll talk first. If my missus said to me, I want to go to London, I'll go, get on the train this week, right, you go down there, I'll see you back home at 10 o'clock tonight in an ubriated state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just have... Have a lovely just, day. Don't spend too much. No, but you put one first class though, would you? I would definitely put on first yeah, class. Yeah, so yeah, get virgin, yeah. You yeah. that and we'll let the coach. Yeah, that's fine, that's yeah, fine. Man. Okay, jobs, jobs are good. <laughs> right, last one. Who's this from? This is from... Uh, Steve Mackey. Um, Steve, as Wolves ambassador, are you? Are we going to see you riding on a bull in the Gothic Quarter next month in Barcelona for the Espanol game? Uh, my word, no, no, no. Spain. I've, I've had all the bit people, of golf. 
I've had all the people that say to me, all oh, my mates, are you going to come? Are you going to come? But my my prior um, thing is that engagement there, if I'm yeah. going to Tottenham on the Sunday. Uh, well, they can do both. I'm I doing I'm doing, doing both. I'm, I'm not, doing both. I'm not like this other man who wants to send his wife to, to London. Uh, okay, okay. I'm okay. not selfish. Okay. I'm not, I am selfish. Okay, so you got to do a bit of family time first. So I've got to do a bit of family time first. And then okay. I'm going down there with the... Six of my mates on the bus, and we've yeah. got corporate area in Tottenham, so I'd rather go oh, start. What a, and, it, and it is an incredible yeah, stadium. I ain't never been yet. Oh, so, mate, it's so, unbelievable. You've yeah. got to go. You've got to go. I've so, got to go to like, so I'm going to spend a holiday. Yeah, holiday. I know, yeah. but mate, the ball, Barcelona, I think, Wolves. I think, I think if we get past this round, yeah. then start to get interested. Yeah, it does. Then I might seriously think about oh, going. Right. Okay. Probably as an ambassador for the nice. club. Nice, yeah, yeah. And I might take and say, be an ambassador. Inter Milan away. Inter Milan away, Ajax away. Yeah, you know what I mean? So when it gets a bit more interesting, I know you're. As, as supporters, you're enjoying this moment mm -hmm. of time because you've never done it. Yes. Well, uh, quite a few of you, and only the old, mm -hmm. older people who have done it because mm -hmm. we haven't been there for years. Sure. So just relish it at the moment. Yeah. You relish it, and I'll relish it when the, after the next round and then after that. Okay, we'll see Bully in the quarters and uh, and, and hopefully in, in Gdansk for the final. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I said the other day on uh, Football Focus. I said, what's your aspiration for this year? I said, well, finish in the top 10 and maybe gain the final of the Europa Cup. Right, we're back. Uh, thanks, Bully, for that. Uh, top man, we'll be hearing from Bully next week. Uh, there's another special person coming on next week, which I shall unveil later on. Uh, right, questions, and so many of them, Joe. There, there, are, there are absolutely loads uh, here um, from people. Uh, some people are frustrated, some people some people are a little bit more calmer than others. So uh, we'll, we'll try and gauge a, a general opinion. Spencer Comer uh, says, Wolves look a shadow of the team of last season. We are missing Jota and Willy Bolly big time. Do you think Nuno has run out of ideas? with this current team I think that's probably a bit strong um, I don't think they look a shadow of the team they go, they're going through a blip um, I think every team has them it hasn't been great these past few weeks um, but I don't think they look a shadow of the team that, the, that they were last season I mean you, you look at the season as a whole um, I'll just link in a, another question into this uh, Denzel Wolf says how do you rank the first half of the season and I said A minus would be kind of the the grade to to, to give it a few weeks ago, and I, I stick by that. Um, you're in the Europa League last 32. Yeah. Um, you've done the double over Man City. Um, you've given Liverpool the right game at Am Anfield, and I don't think any of us expect really expected to be still going this strong in the league. And I, even with this blip, if the if the pick up a win against Southampton on Saturday, it's all pretty much hunky dory again. Well, so. I would say I would say that's about exactly what I was going to say, Joe. I was going to say I agree with a minus at the moment, but for me that that's got to be if they win on Saturday at Southampton, then that a minus is fine. If they don't win on Saturday yeah. at Southampton and they get beat or they draw, I think that's going pretty much down to a B. Yeah, yeah, I think that, I think that's fair enough. Um, but to say that the the Rashado were the the side of like last season, I, I, don't, I don't really think that's fair because. I think for a lot of this season we've seen we've seen signs of progress, um, and the, I mean there was a period of this season where they were kind of flitting between three four three and three five two, showing a lot more flexibility than they actually did last season because they played with three four three until about October November time got found out got went to three five two. I think a lot of players have shown flexibility this season, and I don't think these past few weeks should mask what's happened in, in previous months and I, I know it's the here and now is always the focus um, but um, 
yeah, I kind of I kind of stick with that, and the the fact that I didn't give it an A plus and stuff like that, I think there's obvious no, 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 there's no, obvious no. improvement. Is that of course the, not? You can't the, give the, an A plus. No, they, they didn't win the Europa League group when they should have done, um, and they've lost to you know a fair few teams kind of around them as well, mm-hmm. and not 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 picked up wins against uh, you know against the teams in the bottom half of the table. So Just, A A minus, but if if as you say, if they lose to Southampton, maybe a B. Jez Massey says, uh, Wolves finish 15th and get to a semi-final of the Europa League. Good season? No. I don't think so. Not at no, all. No, it's not. No, it's not. It, no way did I want to be finishing 15th. Absolutely not. I mean, folks, look at that. I mean, they want to they, they want to be, you know, in European football. It, if you finish 15th end. and win the Europa League, maybe, but I still think there'd be disappointments. Um I'm taking that, mate. I'm taking. I'm taking 15 in the Champions League next season. Oh yeah, I I I would take that definitely. But like, there would still be disappointment within the club, and I think some amongst fans as well. Because I know. Okay, I'll give you a scenario. uh, Go on. I'll give you scenario. I'll give you scenario. I'll give you scenario. Wolves finish tenth. Yeah. And lose in the final of the Europa League. Are you taking it now? No, 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 no! I don't think so. No, nobody no, really you'd rather rem- just you know carry on as it is and see what happens. Nobody really remembers the losers of finals, and no. we remember the losing the semi final of the, the FA Cup for all the wrong reasons. I mean, what a what a hammer sure. blow of a day that was. Um, mm-hmm. Losing the finals never never fun. Never. Okay, we'll have to wait. Let, let's let's move on because we've got so many questions. So um, I, I want to just. Get through as many as we can. So let's see. Let's try and get through a few here. Uh, Guido uh, Climber says, "How much of an impact will a small squad? Imp- how much of an impact will small squad impact keeping players we have? What type of concerns might players have that they're being overused in a small squad system? So you know the likes of Neves, Moutinho, etc. You know if it, if it carries on being a 16, 17 man squad and, and they're playing every week, do you think that they'll?" They'll be happy, or do you think if someone comes in big, they'll be like, "Look, I'm, I'm knackered here. I'm playing every single minute of every single game." Nah, I think they'd be happy. Um, Rather be that than on the training pitch. They want to play yeah, games, don't they? Yeah, I think if you ask any player, I know that you know if you if you if you are taking a cynical look at it, but nah, players want to play in in the in the main. Players want to play, and um, you can see why they've. They've done a done a small squad. Uh, uh, there's nobody really at Wolves apart from these these young kids who've kind of filled out the squad at the moment. That you can say he's never gonna never gonna play really. I mean, maybe apart from Ruddy, but everybody's in with a everybody's in with a shout. Everybody's gonna 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 play minutes, and I, I think that's how you keep players happy. Of course, um, Andy Smith should a dammer. Traore be used slightly differently at times through the middle to scare centre halves and let Raul drift out wide. Also, why not leave him slightly upfield when defending corners? He's perfect for the quick break, and opposition won't fully commit to attack just in case. Yeah, I saw something about the short corners. Oh, I mean, sorry, I mean him coming back for corners. I think it was Alex Richards, um, what, uh, fellow j- journalist, works for the. Works for the uh, Daily Mirror that on, a, on about that apparently he spoke to a coach and and players like Adama come back as a kind of a counter attacking option, like having him in the box so they can then run up the pitch rather than being 
up the pitch to get on the end of things. But uh, yeah, I don't. I think Adama, he could definitely play him through the middle. I mean, we saw it at City. That was the the prime example. The playing him through the middle, there's absolute devastating effect. Um, and perhaps him playing as a wing back again is is another option just to kind of consider with with Doherty having looked a little bit jaded. Um, it, 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 it's better going to the three-five-two if you've got Jota fit. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think Traore is shown he's, he's a more versatile player these days. I wouldn't be su- absolutely shocked if there's a formation change on Saturday. No, just no. because of the bodies and the way teams are playing, and I think they might need to change it up. And and I don't know how how he'll do it, but could you play could you play Raul with 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 Traore? Maybe, I'd... or you think it would be more of a wing back Traore? You think? Perhaps, yeah. I'd, I'm, I'm liking the idea of. Uh, I was thinking about this this morning. I'd, I'd just been in the shower. I'd woke up properly. Oh, please, come on. We no, I'd pro- know. no, I'd probably woken up. I thought I'll have I a shower. You had in the shower, Jesus. <laughs> um, I was having a think about Leander Dendonka. Oh, this is getting worse. No, 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 come on. Come on. This is going into calm this down. But having back in midfield. Yeah. And having been advanced, I like him. I like him when he's advanced in midfield. Mm. I've only really seen it from him about two or three times. Yeah. But that Everton away game last season was probably his best game in a Wolf shirt and Mm -hmm. might well still be. Um, and then the Besiktas game last month, when he when Jota came on, of course he changed the game. But then Donka just turned into this prime attacking midfielder who was taking shots from everywhere, got his goal in the end, and and we, we we're looking for more goals in this team. And obviously we want to want a striker to to come in and uh, and provide provide that and and ease the load on on Jimenez. But if, I think if you're looking if you're looking for goals from midfield, I think you'd say Dendonka being in, being back in there is the most viable scoring option to be honest. Um, so if you go back to a three-five-two, and you play uh, Bennett on the on the right side of the back three, keep Sace where he is on that left left hand side because I think he's looking at one with that position there. Even when Bolly comes back, I'd I'd maybe even consider playing Bolly on the right and Sace on the left because I think Sace looks at harm there now. Um, but then, if you play Traore and maybe Johnny as the um, as the wing backs go, go free in midfield, and maybe maybe try Pedro Neto and, and Jimenez as a front two, but uh, I think there's options, and maybe because of this this five without a win, maybe there is scope for for a bit of a tweak. Talk about uh, the centre backs. Um, put a poll out earlier on today. With striker the obvious need and a midfielder hype the list of priorities, do you think Wolves rely on will rely on Bolly return and do not sign a centre back? Um, obviously, centre back was the, was was one of the big priorities. I think coming from fans, it, it was the ago, big priority for the club. At, at you know at the back period. end of last year, yeah. Um, even with Bolly fit, um, of, of course. Yes, says seventy eight percent. So seventy eight percent think that they won't sign a centre back now. With with twenty two percent. Saying no, uh, we're probably probably back on in February, second, third week of February potentially. You know, c- can you see the centre back not being scrapped, but put, being put on the on the back burner until until the summer now? Yeah, yeah, that's that's how I see. It. Yeah, I, I Especially think so. Especially with a lack of activity so far. I mean, don't get me wrong. If if a big centre back's coming in as the first signing, no one's going to complain. But there the, there are more important and, and, and bigger priorities. 
Attacking fish to fry. Attacking yeah. fish to fry, right. Okay. Um, Captain Buskill says, honestly, how, oh, this is for me. honestly, how hard is it to hold on to your link for the clubs you support when you watch this Wolves team every week? Also, do you cheer when Wolves score? Oh, maybe for both of us then. Um, yeah, I mean, I was, I was a massive, massive, incredible, geeky Borough fan, home and away, <laughs> full kit banker, um, <laughs> on the on the supporters club on the travel club morning noon night read every single program from start to finish um never missed a game home or away used to book into hotels left right and center on my own just to just to watch every single minute um and then i work for the club and obviously it changes when you work for a club when you work and you you you're following your idols every single week and and then all of a sudden you're having lunch with them and you you're going out with them and you you know you you see Sometimes how they, you know, maybe don't react as you want them to react when you've had disappointing games and stuff. I think you you see them in a different light. Of course, still still love Borough and still watch them and when I can and you know watch them the other night against Spurs and and still have a lot of friends there. So yeah, I mean of course, but I think you support them in a different way and I don't think that's a bad thing. Uh, coming and watching Wolves and obviously you know I'm I support everyone equally in inverted commas, but uh, <laughs> across the the uh, the current clubs we we. We cover, but Wolves is something special. It's I've, I'm totally, totally into it. It's awesome just to see it from the last four or five years. It's, it's incredible, and it's exciting to watch them. And they're exciting. They're one of the best teams in the Premier League to watch. If you know, I would say outside Manchester City and uh, and Liverpool, I'd I'd watch Wolves. I'd watch Wolves ahead of a lot of the other clubs at the moment. I really would. So, um, yeah, do do I get excited? I'm, I'm a bit of a fan. I mean, I'm, I'm emotionally involved. And uh, when they score, yeah, I think I might get a little bit giddy. What, what would you say? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've always been a, a Wolves fan anyway. And it do, you do become a different type of fan, as you, as, as you say. Um, I mean, I'd, I'd love just to kind of go to a game and not have to kind of write anything for for a change, you know, just, just kind of just to kind of re, you know, get back in touch with that kind of feeling as being a fan as well. But it's an absolute pleasure to be writing about the club, um, and but you have to kind of look at things in in a different way uh, at times as well. You have to kind of, you know, obviously bias does come into it at times, but you have to try and be as unbiased as possible. And uh, it is different to just you know kind of watching uh, from from the stands. But it's in that either way, uh, following this club is is a pleasure. And you know, there's some. Some really negative stuff on Twitter last night. I will say about losing one 0 at Manchester United. And I know the need for signings has accentuated emotions for a lot of people. But losing one 0 at United. I mean, come on. It's. <laughs> and now there's there's this talk about think about where they've come from. And and I I do think that he's getting a little bit tired because at the end of the day, League One was six seven years ago. Like mm-hmm. that that is firmly in the rear. Review mirror now, but at the same time, like just just sit back, take a breath. This is a bloody good team. Good stuff. Uh, right, we've got a few more questions. I tell you, who's got who's always got a great question? Scrivo, Scrivo, Scrivo's always, always class for a question. Great question. Yeah. Uh, he says, despite the replay being the extra game nobody wanted or needed, could the cup exit actually be a blessing in disguise as it gives Wolves an additional free weekend to recuperate and prepare for the final third of the season? Yes, yeah. I think I think if you're looking at the silver linings, 
got a free weekend next weekend. Um, and that would have been an absolute nightmare, wouldn't it? Having to wait until the Thursday night uh, just to after you've played Liverpool. Liverpool to, to Tranmere or Watford, yeah. Yeah, it's just a logistical nightmare in a season that has been so kind of tasking already. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, while it is a disappointment to be out of the FA Cup, it's not the end of the world by any stretch of the imagination. I think there is positives to a. Uh, to get out of it, and that is the uh, the big one. Free weekend, time to recharge the batteries. Let's hope it does them good. Don't they? Don't they have a, a big um, a big break soon? Really, one game in twenty two days. Yeah, because they got the they got the they got the winter break in in February as well. So, yeah, from having Tuesday, I mean Thursday, Sunday, pretty much every, every week, uh, or some sort of midweek game, they've got one game in twenty two days. So that that'll be a that'll be lovely, I think. It will be good. Um, it'd be good for, for the us, players, obviously. It'd be good for the players, um, and I wouldn't be surprised if they go back to Marbella um, during that time or have some yes. kind of you know a few days away. Um, but not only that, if if and when they get new signings in, what a perfect time to bed them in and get them uh, you know integrated in the squad, not just on the pitch but off it as well, which I think is just as important. Uh, and maybe one of the reasons why Cotroni left that, that maybe you know off the pitch he, you know with, with obviously his lack of English and stuff it didn't quite happen for him so it is important um, time uh, downtime and yes the players need breaks but sometimes just being in and around and whether it's not just not just on the pitch but you know having a meal having lunch having dinner travelling together this is all part of the of the process exactly exactly yeah I think a, I think a, a weekend off and then that those few days off as you say I think Marbella yeah, you're looking at it. I think there's 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 every possibility that they end up back there for for at least a few days. But uh, I think that really would benefit the players. I, I think I think as we say, they've they've looked to be they've looked a bit leggy over the past couple of weeks. Zach says, uh, not football related. Deadline day. What food are you going to have at the late night shift? Cheeky Nando's or number one pizza around the corner from Express and Star headquarters? Yes, can't wait for deadline day. It's looking more and more <laughs> like we could be a. Uh, could be a busy for a one. one. So I'm looking. Can't, can't wait for a 17 to 18 hour shift. I think I'm 7 a.m. till midnight on that day. Uh, but we are going to be we are going to be busy, and hopefully we'll be able to do a few maybe live link-ups for Molyneux. Let's uh, um, hopefully announcing a few signings. Um, as for food, from my point of view, I'll be bringing some my, my usual chef's meals, um, which will include some brown rice, some 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 grilled chicken, uh. turkey mince. Um, and uh, you know, I might treat myself to a grenade bar. Maybe that's why I might go a bit crazy, Joe. Number one pizza all day long. Oh, is that supposed to be good or is it just gross? Uh, it's like one of them oily kind of gross pizzas, oh. but sometimes, but sometimes that's what you want, isn't it? Sometimes they're a bit too clean, aren't they? Uh, no, like that's a what you want. You want you, you want something that's just. Well, how could you have that pizza, especially going to Turin and, and having a delicious. Fantastic proper pizza with a, a big slab of burrata in the middle. With a like, scoop of ice cream on the top of it. Oh, stop it. You just don't know what a good pizza is, man. It's nice to have good food and I want to enjoy and I'll have carbs when, when I want it, but I want it in a proper way. I'm not going to have my carbs in number one pizza, whatever it's called, or the Zinger Chicken or whatever you, you name it. What, I don't know what that Chicken George place is that you call it. <laughs> Dixie's. Chicken. Goodness me. <laughs> Um, Dave Corbett, are Neves and Moutinho too similar? Do we need more dynamic attacking midfielders? A different option is Jesse still on the radar? Jesse? Does he mean Jesse Lingard or Jesse from Little Mix? <laughs> I'd rather have Jesse from Little Mix, to be fair. Uh, 
I don't think Jesse Lingard ever was no. on the radar, and if he's, I don't, I don't think Wolves necessarily need him. Um, Attacking attack midfield centre, though, Joe. I mean, you know, I mean, someone we, we talk about someone playing in behind the strikers for that to happen. Oh, I said, oh, I said the, the Pomeranians were going to feature. This will be because the missus is coming home at the moment. So um, apologies for the the noise that's going to be happening in a minute. You'll hear Stitch kicking in as well soon, I think, when she starts going crazy. Okay, we'll go for now. This is fine. Um, attack a midfield centre. So, you know, if, if, you, if you do bring someone in who's going to play centrally and just play in behind those strikers, you're going to have to change your formation again, aren't you? Yeah, you have to go back to the 3-5-2. Um, yeah. But if you're looking for that type of player, um, I don't know if I said it in the Facebook Live the other day or was just on about it in the office, but um, the Corey at Watford's a good player. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, proper physical presence as well and... Can can run with the ball, can come up with a goal. So, someone like that. Um, Nevers and Matini, how are the two similar? Uh, not in terms of playing style. Like, uh, Matini, kind of tends to 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 do the ratting a, a bit more and make the kind of um, you know the nice short sharp passes as where Neves looks for the uh, for the Hollywood pass sometimes a little bit too much, but. Um, I think they are a good blend, but it would be nice to have somebody in front of them. Um, Nevers has kind of reverted to type a little bit more in the past couple of weeks, playing a bit more deeper. Uh, I hope he stops doing that and starts going forward again a bit more. Yeah, and that's kind of Paul, Paul Mansell asks as well, saying, you know, think going back to 3 5 2 enables us to get more men into the box when we attack. And, you know, I think he's got a fair point. Um, King Wolf says. Is it possible that striker solution is getting someone like Christian Benteke or, or Batshuayi on loan until the end of the season? I'd, I'd, I'd take bow for them. There's just there's, no, there's nothing to suggest at the moment that that Wolves are in the market for those type of players. Um, you'd have to be paying probably all their wages, all their wages, and the, I think is it Benteke's on 120 grand a week. It, is Benteke? Some 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 fans would balk at Benteke because of um, you know he's got three goals in two seasons, um, yeah. and, and that's a lot of that time is being um, fully fit and starting ninety minutes isn't just coming off the bench. So no. why would you why would you sign someone like Christian Benteke? Our wall is better than that. Or do you need someone as a stopgap until the end of the summer who can come on for 10, 15 minutes, knowing Raul is still going to be your number one? Maybe he might get the odd spot start in the Premier League. Um, and someone who the ball is going to stick with, and, and with your jotters, and and well, hopefully when he's back, jotter. We're looking at a couple of weeks still for, for that, um, and your try always and bringing them in, and you've got a lot of people who can score goals. Whereas at Palace, you know, you, you're sticking the ball down. You're really looking to Wilfred Zaha to score your goals because the rest, the rest of them are, you know, you're scoring three, four, five a season. Yeah, Batshuayi as well. He's 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 kind of always on the Chelsea bench, but if he comes to Wolves, he's probably going to be on Wolves' bench. I don't mm. know. Struggle to to see that one, but I'd, I, in a hypothetical world, I'd take Bath. But I just think there's a lot of stumbling blocks. We 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 bath for them. Okay. Um, Andy Hodge says, well, "What do you think of the ticket prices for the Europa League game versus Espanyol?" Uh, you can talk maybe talk about the ticket prices, not not just for the home, but also there's an update on the um, on the away tickets as well, which which won't be won't um, won't be too. Well, it's not great, is it, for for fans really at this moment in time? Although hopefully it will change. Yeah, I think it should change. Um, Two thousand uh, for the away leg is the allocation at the moment, and and by 
and by guidelines, they must offer at least 5%. Um, Espanyol stadiums like a 40,000 seater, so I think they have literally kind of given them the 5% or just over. Um, but they're, but yeah. they're, they're, they're half full, aren't they? So they'll be desperate to sell the Well, team, exa- exactly, yeah. They've got an average attendance of just about 19,000. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm sure the scope for more and um, discussions are taking place. I think the tickets for the arm leg, yeah, so... Some of them are a bit, bit more expensive for thirty-four, thirty-four pound fifty, forty quid in the in the Billy Wright Upper, but they tend to be the kind of more corporate style uh, seats. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's maybe a bit higher than usual, but it is a Europa League round of thirty-two tie as well. Um, I think I think you could say there could could be a few quid cheaper, but it it is what it is, I guess. Yeah, great stuff. Uh, sorry we couldn't get through to all your questions, guys, uh, because, you know, there's so, so many. We, we would be here for be a two or three hour podcast, but hopefully we, um, we've answered as many as we can. Right now, Southampton, you know, it's game after game after game and we like it. That's the way we like it. We're back into action. Uh, maybe that's exactly what they need. Uh, they need three points, most importantly. You know, they need a win from somewhere. They go to a Saints team that are absolutely flying, and I mean flying. Um, delighted to welcome Ben Stanfield of the Total Saints podcast with us um, and he's going to basically discuss why and, and how this turnaround has happened. Here is Ben. Well, I'll be delighted to be joined by Ben Stanfield of the Total Saints podcast. Uh, when we last spoke to you guys, you were on the way to Arsenal um, and uh, it wasn't looking too good. And then a fantastic, well, I say fantastic, I thought you were the better side against Arsenal. Um, and then all of a sudden, wow, wow, wow. What a turnaround! Absolutely stunning. You know, you beat you beat Wolves on Saturday. Fingers crossed you don't, and you level on points with them. Incredible. It's a, it's a funny old game someone said, Nathan. I think, doesn't <laughs> they? And, uh, yeah, I think it's been a real world of history of the season for Saints. I mean, um, we away from home we've done all right all season. You know, we picked up a lot of points. St Mary's form was obviously you know up until the uh, Watford home game. Uh, you know, we had the worst in the Premier League, and um, basically, I think um, you know from that point of view. Um, it's uh, really been a case of um, sorry, no, I'm speaking to you. Very, um, can you still hear me? Right? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, essentially, from that moment on, really, it's been a case of Saints picking up points um, regularly, and the home form's picked up. So I think that's really helped. And it's not just the fact that we've been little teams along the way, and I think perhaps you know we've uh, come up against some of the big boys, yeah, Chelsea, yeah. Leicester. Um, so yeah, it's been an amazing turnaround, and I think it's just freezing football that this is a wonderful thing. So, so what what do you put that down to? Because I mean, is it is it the manager? I mean, he was he was you know hotly tipped to be the next man to go, um, or is it the players? Is it a change in formation? Is it is it just um, you know training actually working and, and you know him getting his, his, his ideas across? What what's happened? Yeah, I think it's uh, probably a bit of all of those. But I've seen two key things: is after the um, nine 0 game, which I still refuse to say too much. Um, they they <laughs> kind of went away. The, the international break came at the right time, and. Um, yeah, they kind of went away and thought about what they wanted to do. So the manager had said that he kind of reset as well. He decided that he wanted to, um, you know, try and, um, I guess, get back to basics. So, you know, make sure that they were keep trying to keep clean sheets, Nathan, that sort of thing, because that had been a major issue for Saints, keeping uh, the goals out of one end. And what they've kind of done is, you know, they've gone back to playing four at the back, which had worked so well for them last season. And the start of this year, he'd been playing five at the back, and it hadn't really worked. Uh, and I think just in terms of players as well, you know, he dropped some of the players that hadn't been performing as well. He's brought in some players like Stuart Armstrong, Jack Stevens, players that were on the fringe. And 
they've come in and performed really, really well. So they kind of need the shirt their own, and it's meant that he's, you know, getting players that are now, I, I guess, like there's a lot more competition within the squad, and I think that's the most important thing. So it's been a little bit of everything, but I think you know the, the manager's kind of lifted the players, and the players have lifted the manager. Um, as, as you know, with team wise, looking at looking at the game on Saturday, obviously Wolves without a win in five, and um, you know, looking for looking for new signings and fresh blood. That this squad is is starting to show signs of wear and tear after a long old season. Where, where, uh, what would you expect? How would you expect the Saints to line up against them? Yeah, well, I think you know, from a Wolves point of view, I mean, famous last words, but maybe they're not hitting Saints at the right time in terms of form. But also, you know, we've got a fully fit squad as well, so um, we're very very lucky position that uh, you know. We're recording this on Thursday, aren't we? So there's training tomorrow, of course, but uh, Friday. But I think you know, from that point of view, they you know they're going to be facing a team that have had a week off since beating Leicester as well. You guys obviously had a tough game against Manchester United, so I think Saints, from a fitness point of view, should have the edge. Um, in terms of the team, I don't think he'll change it much. It's been working, as I say, for the last four or five weeks. So um, you know he'll probably go two up top. Shane Long's been playing alongside Danny Ings, um, midfield of Ward Prowse and Hoiberg. The back four has picked itself the last few weeks and then Alex McCarthy in goal, Stuart Armstrong and Nathan Redmond on the wing. So it's a pretty settled side. And I guess the positive for, for Nuno, Nathan, is that he probably knows that Saints will be good. You know, if, if you and I are thinking it, uh, Nuno will be thinking it as well. So maybe he'll be thinking about, right, if that's going to be the team, it's been the team from a Southampton point of view the last few weeks, we can kind of work on how we're going to stop those threats. Yeah, and we've discussed on the podcast earlier on about about maybe changing formation. Wolves, maybe they're a bit too predictable at the moment, uh, and maybe, maybe he might change a few things with with Traore maybe going up front or, or or you know changing to a wing back role. So we'll, we'll soon see. Um, look, um, look, Wolves desperately need another striker. They've let Catroni go. Um, this this Ings guy's all right. Is he is he available for a, for three or four million? <laughs> cheeky inquiry though uh, finally for me Ben uh, final prediction of the score please for Saturday Thanks very much. Really appreciate your top man. No worries at all. Right, Mr. Edwards. Uh, like we said uh, to Ben, a win for Southampton, and incredibly, they could be going level on points with Wolves. It wasn't a happy hunting ground last season, and they're going to have to perform significantly better than they did not only last year, but as they, they have done in the league recently. Yeah, uh, I think going back to, I think it's about 2000 and. 
eight when Wolves last won there in the league. I think they won there in the Carabao a couple of years back. Donovan Wilson scoring, you remember that one? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, well. One of the early games under new now. Um, but, yeah, want to be beating them, but it's not going to be easy. Danny Ings, I think he's got 10 in his last 11 in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, 14 in total. Um, so he's he's firing at a consistent rate. Um, only, Shane, Liverpool, only Liverpool have a better uh, better recent record than than Southampton. Well, they, there you go. And, and, you know, we looked at them in, in October when they lost 9-0 to Leicester. We thought, bloody hell, they're, you know, they're doomed. They're down, yeah. Uh, they're down and fair play to them. They've, they've, they've turned it around and they've beat Leicester this past weekend. So they're on cloud nine. And um, it's up to Wolves to to kind of, you know, put try and put their run to, to an end and uh, start one of the round now. And... Uh, it's not going to be easy, as we saw last year at, at, at Southampton. They can start pretty strong, but I think that they're there to be got out at the back. I don't think that they're, they're that um, that great at the back. I think Vestergaard's been dropped uh, indefinitely now, and that is now a surprise because we, <laughs> the few times we've saw him, he has been ropey, to say the least. Um, but they've got Stevens and Bednarek playing there now. They've got a bit more idea what they're on about, but I think they still can be got at, and if Ewanez can get him get himself back to scoring ways, that would be just lovely. So what needs to change then? How, how do you get back to, to winning ways? What what needs to change? Well, they need to start games better. That's I mean, the, the way of doing it, whether it's a tactical tweak or a, a formation tweak, but they've got to stop conceding first. That's that, that's the that's the big one. Them giving themselves hills to climb. Too many too many occasions. I mean, you know they conceded first again at, at Old Trafford. Of course, wasn't wasn't able to uh, to respond. And it's um, six in a row in the league. Fifteen of twenty two games in the league that they've conceded first. It's not a coincidence. It's a trend, and it's a trend that needs addressing. And uh, I think. You know, Connor Cody's been on about it. Nuno's been on about it this week. It is kind of, I think, at the forefront of of of, of the manager and the players. I think that, that they know that they need to be starting games better, and um, hopefully that that we do see them pretty solid in the first half, and that there is enough steam to to take them through and uh, and win the game at St Mary's. This is very difficult, but um, I'm going to ask you anyway. Give me a team and a formation on Saturday, please, Joe. For the paper, I have gone with the with the normal lot, but okay. the, the the three four three. But as we say, uh, the more and more you kind of think about it and speak about it, I think there is there is scope for um, for a potential tweak. Um, and I think that like the performance at Old Trafford was. Was ranked bad or anything like that? To be well, honest, the first half was fine. No, I mean, the they first, gave him too yeah. many too many chances for United. I think there were a couple of a couple of chances where they could have gone one or two nil up. But yeah. the first half, I think, was very open and, and encouraging. It was the second yeah. half that was a bit of a damp squib. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I've, I've seen far far worse from Wolves. Even even this season, you you think of those Chelsea and Everton games, and mm-hmm. even the the first half at Norwich and stuff like that. They, you know, they, they have been a lot worse than that. So. Maybe they get, maybe they stick to the guns. Maybe there's a there's a surprise in there. But um, in terms of personnel, you can't really see much change of personnel. It's just where and what system they're operating in. I think. Okay, so um, it's Southampton then, Joe against Wolverhampton Wanderers. 
Give me a prediction, please. I'm I'm being a bit of a fence sitter. Mm. Uh, You're going one one, aren't you? Yeah, I'll foresee a bit of a score draw here. Um, okay. Yeah, I think Southampton have got a goal in them, and I think their defence isn't great either. I think I think they're culpable of conceding. Um, but yeah, I'd lo- I'd love to I'd love to see it two one Wolves, but just. <laughs> Just at the moment, I just yeah, I just think I'm just thinking one one. I'm teetering towards that. I'm gonna I'm gonna go hard overhead. I'm gonna say two one Wolves. I think I think they win. They need to win, especially with Liverpool um, on the horizon. So uh, fingers crossed, three points. And and you know, hopefully next week, Joe, when we when we do the podcast, we'll have some new blood to talk about. That would be nice. Yeah, uh, myself, Joe, and Rosie will be at St Mary's on Saturday. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Sorry, we've gone a little bit longer, but so much to talk about, so little time uh, from me, from Joe. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Saturday. Take care. Bye bye. <laughs>